0: It sounds to me like, I hear that go, oh, he's found the secret, find the things that sit at the top of the pyramid, that's kind of what it sounds like. Don't go straight to the wounds. What I I hear you said earlier about the the five imprints and how it hangs off betrayal, are you saying that basically those are the, the, the main five wounds that we have and therefore by healing those wounds everything collapses around that is that is that what you're suggesting
1: yeah yeah so the way that it works in the neurochemistry because this is a beautiful thing about studying mk ultra right (laughs) i'm gonna go and buy a book now (laughs) it works in the brain the alters that form and in the brain everything is interlinked and interconnected there's walls of amnesia that can build up when when we disassociate all of those fears are always around primary imprinting Mm. The way that they are stacked and stored in our neurochemical networks is that it's all related to the primary one. So when you get the primary and you bring that part home, so to speak, or you dissolve that trauma and you do that in awareness, all of the other associated expressions or that or all the stacking on top of it that was with Dave and Hank and, and so forth, they're all the same story. Yeah, Our 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 internal landscape doesn't file everything away based on everybody's end of note. It, it files it very simply, the primary shaming. And so when you go into that file folder, primary shaming, there will be a part of self that actually experienced that. And then we bring that part home. And there's a very specific aspect to this work is that you have to name the part of self in order for the entire neurochemical associative network to entirely rewire itself or open up to the natural frequency. Because Mm. little Hannah was responsible and attached to that and attached to that and and attached to that because she was part of that primary experience. And when little Hannah then becomes reintegrated, then all of those pathways, they just open up again. And so everything that was a distortion around food or a fear around that or a fear around this or a fear around that, they all just, in a way, collapse. But really, yeah. what opens is that the bandwidth that got compressed to a, a tense frequency, just eases up, and there's grace. That's yeah. kind of, yeah, that's what restores.
0: No, that sounds really, yeah, that sounds very much, I, I, I guess it sounds to me like I hear that go, oh, he's found the secret five, the things that sit at the top of the pyramid. That's kind know. of what it sounds like. <laughs> I've looked for seven
1: years. I've always said, nah, this is bullshit. I can't just come out with this. There's only five. And I've measured every single thing. And sometimes it's like, oh my God, I think I found a new one. And I would write about it. And as I would like go and process it and be like, ah, no, that's also rejection. Okay. I was so eager to find six and seven and eight and nine and 10. But really what I discovered is that there's five and we have a false program in our human culture. It's the fear of death. Yeah. That one causes so much confusion and distortion. Um, So, but that's not a trauma, so to speak. That's just a very bad program that was been installed. Um, And they, as I said, they all, all of them are betrayals of the natural order and how i got to that is by studying syntropy studying human ecology through the original blueprint of who we are as human beings and that we have the full power and capability and responsibility to restore that and that's the work that you're doing yeah, yeah. So it's, we are using different language and i just yeah, yeah. love
0: your approach to it well i'm going to test your five things because i'm like have i cleared that because i've got my clearance diary or my clearance notebook where I write all my clearances down and what's happened and what how many traumas I've had in it and I sort of test it all in advance you know whether it's inherited ancestral in utero trauma past life trauma and I've even had clients and I've been testing my new trauma process I've had people disappear and go oh, I've got traumas I was like, I've got a new process we can try it out and they're like yeah, yeah yeah and some people have even come to me saying can you test whether I've had traumas happening in different times realms and dimensions please and I was like okay, we can test for that. And sure enough, since I've been asking the question, a lot of people have been having traumas that they're carrying from other times, realms and dimensions, which is just incredible. When you think about the the Holocaust, the wars, the famines, the apartheid, I mean, slavery, you know, oh my God, we haven't been healing this stuff and it's been gathering and gathering and gathering and gathering and here we are and we've reached a point where there's just too much that needs to be, we're seeing the, we're seeing the play out of this everywhere. And this time has come now for mass trauma healing. If we're to get out of this, um, and yeah, Yeah. and that's what we need to do is help people to do that. There is a,
1: there is a trauma, like trauma awareness movement happening, but you know, I look at that and I'm like, well, yeah, spreading trauma awareness or being trauma informed. It's all very lovely, but nothing cuts through a sheet of plywood better than actually just a good saw to go (laughs) cut it with. And so you're just going to be talking about it. And that's that's where we are now. Now we need a movement of people that are actually willing to together build a movement for group collective trauma clearing. The only challenge that I have found is that I was only able to do the work on me. Now I can support other people and having them do the work within them. But I'm very intrigued when you speak about, you know, doing these Zoom sessions and having people clear stuff um, in that sense. Because my complication is, because I've done it in my community a few times, but I am having one person go through a unique process of finding a part of self that is unique to them. Mm -hmm. Although everybody carries a primary imprint, Um, their unconscious memory storage of the experience that formed the imprint that could be shaming or could be rejection is still unique to them. Mm -hmm. So I haven't found a universal, like that's what I'm still experimenting with. It's like, oh, I need to figure out a way to do a, you know, we're going to do primary rejection and you're going to have your own unique experience, but this is the process and you get to clear and on what still needs to be found and um i'm i'm looking forward to being here on this earth longer mm-hmm. and working around the topics of birth and trauma releasing and 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 really also self sovereignty as a human being mm-hmm. and as a humanity
0: further and i and i look forward to what that looks like how can you possibly clear all your trauma how do you know if you've cleared all your trauma and you've said well i've cleared all my trauma so how do you know that you've cleared all your trauma like what what's happening that tells you you've done that um, it's hardly ever
1: over the last three months that I'm preoccupied in the thoughts with what other people are or aren't doing. So the study of nature applied to human nature uncovers our sovereignty and our inherent freedom, or we may call the original innocence. But um, when we're grown up, it's just a very mature space of being, but we are free. And what free Mm. really means that we're no longer preoccupied with what other people think of us. So we no longer have stories going on. It's like, Oh, this person or that person. Um, When I'm tired or, or when I'm exhausted, I may still have some, some prickliness. And I've chosen to be in a conscious relationship, of course, to have anything still brought to the service. The only, the only space that I feel I still have more to do in is that gestation period and and that that element around turning a but I don't think it's a trauma it's just like i've because of my trauma, I've never learned how money or work or a corporate or any of that work that functioned and so this year is the first year that I'm actually just stepping out in the world with that, and I have just a lot of learning to do and and I see that I am just I just have a lot of uninformed cells that are just like, yeah, we haven't we haven't operated for thirty nine years, so um, yeah. we're, we're willing to come online. But <laughs> you know, are we going to listen to Tony Robbins? I don't really feel yeah. willing. Um, <laughs> so there's a little bit of stubbornness around that, but I recognize that there's still a little bit of. Um, it's just the hardest parts have been to do the gestation, like the archetypal imprinting of being in a toxic womb and the variety of, like once you open that can of worms and you start getting the biggest pieces back, um, for me, it feels that the five primary imprints happen around birth. Mm. And there are different imprints that happen in gestation that I have yet to put proper language to. So thank you for asking. And mm. that's where I'm now. Um, like I released a huge trauma from the relational perspective of what it felt for the placenta to be separated from me. That blew my mind. Oh my god. That is stored here as well. Wow. Not just my separation. Oh my god, i have gonna write that the trauma down. that the placenta experienced <laughs> on a conscious level of being separated from what it was designed for to generate so it was its program got terminated and there was actually trauma that i released out of this body for that program never having been able to run its full course i was just like how is this even possible how can i feel the trauma that my placenta was experiencing i have to tell you it took me about four hours to finally (laughs) drop beyond all the layers and I had a beautiful doula and midwife to kind of guide me through the entire process and just keep hearing me, keep listening as I was. And it had to do with money. I was yeah. working with a multimillionaire person that wanted to set up an intentional community. And it was, of course, bringing up all my, my unconscious, deeply stored, hidden. And the the challenge with anything that happened in from three years or two years and into pregnancy is that it's non-lingual. Yeah. There's no language, but the five primary imprints can still be traced in that. But I'm I'm feeling very clear that in the gestation period, um, there are more, Yeah, it's just more complex because there's even less language Mm. And 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 I can, with that, I can only speak about my own experience. And I know that a lot of people didn't have the gestation period that I had. So I I don't feel that I have enough awareness based on shared experience with other people where I can take them into their gestation period and and discover what they are experiencing. but all the work that I have done in co-living experiments, it's become very clear that
0: everybody goes through these five primary imprintings. Mm. When I was um when I clear stuff using the head trash using head trash clears, it clears. And when it doesn't clear, I'm like, okay, there's a there's a trauma at the root. That's why this this conflict isn't healing me. So I had a hunch I needed to clear a trauma around visibility, being hidden. Now I've got podcasts, I do videos, I do Facebook lives. I don't have a problem with being visible. But I was doing this flip-flopping where it's was visible and then, oh, hiding and then visible and hiding. And, and this flip-flopping is classic, I think, trauma response. So I was like, OK, there must be a trauma in here somewhere. I don't know what the hell it is, but let's go and clear it anyway. So I went in with the intention of clearing a trauma around that. OK, fast forward. An hour later, perle tissues, lots of tears and snot, and and I was like, "Wow, that was that was a biggie." What was that? And I tested into it. I thought it's got to be childhood. Was I younger than five? Yes, younger than three. And I was like, "I bet it's in, in utero." Was it in utero? Yes. Which trimester? Third trimester. And I was like, "I know what the fuck it is. I know it. I know it. I know what it is." My mum, when she was pregnant with me in the seventies, she was the main breadwinner. My dad was at university doing a PhD. If her employers found out that she was pregnant, she would have lost her job. So she had to hide her pregnancy, keep me small. All that visibility in being hidden was directly tied to financial security. And I was like, hello, Lex's main fears and shit going on today in your life. All from her stuff that I was simply present at. So when when I'm saying that, you know, that time in the womb imprints you, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about because I yeah. was feeling that in re- very, very real ways. And um, we don't really look to the utero experience as being the source of some of the shit that we're playing out in our lives, but oh my God, it's there in bucket loads. And that's why yeah. when I start working with people, I say, what was your what was your mother's pregnancy like? Like, let's start there because that's gonna give us massive clues as to yeah. what's going on in your life. But the it's other up. thing that I think we don't look at are very innocent experiences. That you don't think twice for, I work with a lot of CEOs, a lot of female CEOs, again, around the theme of visibility and speaking out and being silenced and all of that. And the, these memories started coming up for them when we are doing clearances of playing hide and seek and being tricked on by an older brother, left in the cupboard, left in the washing basket, whatever. Some
1: of the stuff that I discovered, it really just speaks to that as well. Like these, these school plays that, that, are being put on for you know um, third graders. Yeah, um, we're not at all ready for any of that um, responsibility, and and we want to you know behave good, and it's it's severely damaging. So I found myself one of my parts back on that stage, just totally um, being traumatized yeah. by just stage performance. Yeah, And of course, then throughout my life, being very attracted to be on stage, but then, you know, being the guy that works behind the scenes, <laughs> but
0: be stage,
1: but being actually the guy that does the supporting behind the scenes. yeah, 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 so yeah. I Finally found that one.
0: Yeah, no, I know when you cover that, though, it's a huge that really allows you to release it because you kind of have something that then makes sense and you go, oh, that's why I don't need to hold on to this. This is not necessary. I think the the awareness is a really important part of that and the women when I work with when they understand that the root of their tocophobia is probably their own birth trauma the own, their own birth experience yeah. then they kind of because up until that point none of it makes any sense they're like well why would I not want to have a baby well this doesn't make sense and this not making sense as the anxiety that can lead to the depression so understanding yeah. the root can be really really um important um but yeah but yeah, anyway, I, I feel like we could be talking for hours. I know, Alexa. this has been so inspiring. I'm
1: so glad that we hit Same the here. No, the I'm hard. so pleased with